Okay, hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all things horror in the world and disgusting things. So I'm Zena, and during the month of November, we're doing the old switcheroonie. I'm doing a takeover month while Megan and John, they're on break. So each week I'll have like a different guest on co-hosting with me and we'll discuss different horror-related themes and the usual horror news and recommendations. Also, I'm not too sure if... I want to call it Z-November or Z-November. You know, I'm still playing between the two. Uh, but this week, I'm joined with a very special guest, writer, screenwriter, and the co-host of This Ends at Prom podcast, BJ Colangelo. Hello, BJ. Hi, hi, hiya. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, before we dive into our topic, uh, we do have a email. We received an email from someone. So it says, hey, Dark Trio. Megan and John from afar. I love your deep dive on Talk to Me. I'm a huge fan of the movie. It's the first movie that made me flinch and actually gave me genuine creeps. Uh, there are so many gnarly finds. It says friends. So I, I think maybe she meant finds. I'm curious to know what's a horror movie that made you flinch. P.S. Looking forward to November. Listen every week. Okay, cool. Julia. Thank you, Julia. So, okay, BJ. Mm-hmm. What's a horror movie that made you flinch? All right, so here's the thing. Despite the fact that I have been working in horror for the better part of 15 years now, I overproduce adrenaline, so I flinch at everything. I am that person in the theater who gets hit with every jump scare, who is screaming, who just gets so overwhelmed. Like, I can't go to haunted houses because my fight or flight kicks in. I'll start swinging on people. (laughs) so getting me to flinch in a horror movie is not a difficult thing to do but i love telling people the story of watching host uh when that hit on shutter during the quarantine era of the pandemic Mm -hmm. i thought that i was gonna crawl through my couch i was (laughs) flinching i was jumping i was squirming i have not had a visceral reaction to a movie like that in quite some time and I'm pleased that I've not been that overwhelmed (laughs) with anxiousness uh, Mm -hmm. since then. But, oh, yeah, I, like, became one with my couch during that movie. I definitely understand. And, uh, okay, I know that you, what you said about haunted houses, but I would love to see you in a haunted house. I mean, not being the person that's scaring you. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) For me, this one is kind of new, so I don't want to spoil it. I won't say which particular scene, but the night house made me Mm -hmm. flinch so many times and i remember i went to the theaters to see it i was the only one in the theaters and you already feel like yeah it's fun it's cool but you know you're in that big space by yourself that's creepy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and the sound effects oh my gosh and then also taking it way back i usually when i tell people this they think i'm joking but with pet cemetery the original one from 89 right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff but I'm kind of going to, it's not really a spoiler, but Timmy Bateman, there's just something about that character that just creeps me out. Like he's the one that, you know, something happens to him at war. Well, clearly something, but yeah, mm-hmm. point is it's like, it's, I, I can't take, I, I get so anxious like with that one, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for the question, Julia. Uh, so now we're going to move on. So there's a topic that is near and dear to me and BJ, like to our hearts, okay? (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking about the dark and twisted lifetime horror movies. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so like the the cross section of lifetime in horror is a lot bigger than people think. Yes. But no one ever wants to talk about it because I think people have so many preconceived notions on like lifetime and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of stink on lifetime that shouldn't be there. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's like, and don't get me wrong. There are those over the top cheesy ones, but there are some that are really dark and I just find myself still thinking about them. So a question for you, um, how would you describe like a lifetime movie? Sure. So the best way that I'm going to describe it is I'm actually going to quote Joe Bob Briggs, uh, where he has this famous quote that lives in my head rent free, where he says, people ask me, where are all the great exploitation movies today? The low budget horror films. They're on the Lifetime Network. Yes. And I love that because, you know, Lifetime horror movies are often based on real stories. So they're like ripped from the headlines or they are horror movies set in reality, like our absolute mm-hmm. worst nightmare. And then everything is just cranked up to an 11. Lifetime movies also are done on low budget, so they have to have a lot of creativity. You can't just depend on a money hose to give you a bunch of weird CGI to, you know, give you some monsters. You have to be inventive and creative. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that uh, it was estimated that between 1994 to 2016, about 73% of Lifetime's 285 original films were directed or written by women. Um, And so it is just a goldmine of women-directed horror films. And for me, it's it's low-budget, high-reward, heightened reality, Mm -hmm. um, always short. Like, you need that 90-minute fix, you're going to get it. (laughs) And uh, that that speaks to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. So how long have you been, like, watching them? Oh, I'm a lifetime lifer. Um, my mom was real big on Lifetime. And my mom is also like she likes reading pulp novels. She loves reading Stephen King. So anything that was kind of spooky was her thing. Mm-hmm. And we would watch Lifetime movies together because they had to be you know, somewhat TV friendly. So she didn't feel super weird about letting me watch all of them. Right. But they, it was a channel that my dad didn't want to watch just solely because like Lifetime, the network for women. Yeah. So he didn't want to watch it. So then it became like this bonding agent between the two of us. And once I got more into like camp cinema, Mm -hmm. uh, I got to appreciate Lifetime on another level because there there are some pretty campy uh, Lifetime movies out there. And that's not a dirty word as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Like I remember this was like a long time ago. I was tweeting about Lifetime movies. And this is how I knew that I loved you because you said something (laughs) about the wrong universe. And I was like, what Mm -hmm. is that? And I fell down a deep, deep rabbit hole of these movies, the wrong cheerleader, the wrong nurse, the wrong best friend. And it's all by the same director. And it usually has like the some of the same actors are in it as well. It's a it's so it's David Dakota who people might know as you know kind of like a B movie mm-hmm. horror directing legend, but yeah, he's got this like the wrong insert profession or like <laughs> person you could be here. Uh, there's a lot of like Vivica A. Fox Yo, in these God. movies, <laughs> I just, um, which is great. It is. It was like when I, I, I again, I fell down a rabbit hole and then I kind of like, I don't know if I like blocked it out in my life, kind of forgot about it until I was on Tubi and I was looking and then I just saw all these titles with the wrong. And then the poster, the posters are always so over the top, but they just oh, know, yeah. <laughs> right? They just know how to suck you in, you know? When- I think that it captures this like, 
this energy we didn't really we haven't really seen since the 90s mm-hmm. where i i remember so distinctly going to video stores and seeing these very striking posters or like box cover art of these movies that i knew really nothing about but it was like the bad whatever the wrong whatever and so to see lifetime kind of take that baton and run with it is very Mm -hmm. exciting and people love these movies that's why david dakota gets to keep making them i love them as well it's just there's something about i don't know what the ingredients are for lifetime movies but they're addicting they're just incredible and when i used to have cable oh forget about like my whole weekend (laughs) would be over now since it's better since we have streaming i know when to stop but even then Mm -hmm. like i found myself even like in october you know october is busy time for horror people but i just couldn't stay away from these lifetime (laughs) movies so we're going to be uh sharing our top three lifetime movies and then if you do have um extras we can talk about that but real quick just so people know we may be spoiling it. Um, I'll try not to, but sometimes mm-hmm. things happen, you know? I still and encourage And sometimes you. with these movies, knowing what happens <laughs> is kind of the appeal of like, well, I got to see how that happens. Right? And, oh, and then, too, at the end, I do have a, a question for you, but I'll just wait because I want us to get, like, you know, started with the twisted and dark Lifetime horror movies, so. Of course, of course. I'm going to let you go first, sharing your first title. All right. So my first title, this is a classic. Chances are people, even if they've never seen this movie, they've heard this title, but it is 1996's Mother May I Sleep With Danger. This is kind of from the golden era of the Tori Spelling Mm -hmm. Lifetime movies. Um, It is, you know, her falling in love with this guy and turns out he's a murderer using his victim's identity. Um, It is such like campy, schlocky goodness. But part of why I think this is so important to talk about is that it really is one of the things that people think of most when they think of like the, the prototype of a lifetime horror movie to the point though, where they even remade this in 2016. um, And now it's vampires because why not? Uh, so it's a similar story, but instead of just being a murderer, he's also a murderer and a vampire. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Like, it, it's definitely trying to do something in the response of, like, the post-Twilight world of, hey, these consent issues around this relationship are a little weird, which I really respect. But I just remember hearing, oh, they're remaking Mother May I Sleep With Danger. That's awesome. And then the poster's revealed, and it's Tori Spelling and James Franco in a pool of blood. I'm like... What is happening here? And then surprise, vampires. So make that a double feature. Oh my I, that's gosh. my suggestion. <laughs> BJ, I have not seen that one. I thought that it's that was like a wild. Spoof. No, they fully remade it. And <laughs> the leads in the first one from the 90s are Tori Spelling and Ivan Sergei, and they both come back for it and play different roles. <laughs> okay, I let me just write that. Yep, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so I don't forget. That is insane. I truly thought it was just like a spoof because I saw the poster. I was yeah, because like, no. it looks bananas. <laughs> it's like, why are they in blood? Well, now you know. It's vampires. Okay. All right. Which I do remember the original Mother May I Sleep With uh, Dane. That title is so outrageous. Um, just It's incredible. There was a Lifetime Original Movies podcast that I listened to for a while that was called Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, which is just <laughs> perfection. Perfect oh my title. Gosh. Love it. 
Okay. All right. Well, uh, the one I'm going to go with, it's it's called From Within. Um, it came out in 2007. And I think that it may still be available on uh, YouTube. It used to be on Tubi, but it's on YouTube. Um, so anyway, this one, I really like this one because it is very much like a brutal, low-budget horror. And it surprised me because by the poster around the time um, when it came out, it's like this girl and there's like something in her eyeballs. And we kind of seen that before. So I was like, whoa, okay, Lifetime. They're, you know, they're stepping it up, getting a little dark. So this one, it's it reminded me in a way of It Follows um, after rewatching it. This was even before, obviously, we had It Follows. So this follows like a, <laughs> this follows like a teenage girl who lives in a small town and it's like a super religious town. And then people are just committing suicide, but in a brutal way. But then you find out that they're actually not committing suicide. There's a dark curse that's going on in the town. And uh, people kind of treat it like a witch hunt. You never know who's going to get it. And I love the fact that it has like a creepy type of atmosphere. There's a lot of tension, a lot of blood and splatter. Um, which is so, again, surprising for a Lifetime movie because I remember it aired around like Halloween. This was like way back in like 2007 um, mm-hmm. when it did. So that was surprising. And ever since then, I haven't seen a movie um, like this one that aired on Lifetime Channel. Like with the blood and everything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. usually like there's maybe like one every couple of years where they really go for it and kind of don't hold back in terms of its graphic depictions. Wow. Okay. Oh, and then another cool thing about it. I don't, you ever seen the movie Odd Girl Out? I think that's a Yes. Lot. The girl, the leading girl in it, um, she played Lindsay in Odd Girl Out. She was the mean girl who was friends with the main mean girl. I forgot her name. I'm oh, to, goodness. I used to be obsessed with that movie. It was insane. Uh, what is it? I know Alexa Pena Vega is in yeah. Odd Girl Out, but that's not who we're thinking of. No, it's a it's a girl who was friends, like how Alexa was trying to be friends with this other girl named Stacy. So it was Stacy's mm-hmm. friend who was mean okay. to her. But yeah, just a fun fact there. But all right, we can keep the list going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my second suggestion this is actually the first film in what will become a trilogy of films for Lifetime this is Stalker's Prey from 2017 it is on the Lifetime Movie Network or on Tubi um, alright this movie banana pants I'm obsessed <laughs> with this movie in uh, the best way possible so it is about a woman who is saved from a shark attack <laughs> Okay. So already we're we're in great territory here. Um, yeah, a, a guy saves her from being eaten by a shark. The shark unfortunately does eat her boyfriend. Oh, no. um, and then the guy who saves her from said shark attack then becomes obsessed with her <laughs> and starts stalking her. And this is one that I do think that the spoiler helps, um, which is that if you think that that shark is not going to come back into the picture in the climax, <laughs> you are sorely mistaken. Okay. So that is that is the, the note I will leave you with. And they made two more of these movies and it, they all rule. Oh, it is like God. lifetime horror stalker shark exploitation goodness. I never knew that I needed a movie like this. But I feel like I do. Like, there's so much that's happening. 
Yeah, this is one where like I saw the description of it. I was going through like a phase where I was just watching about a lot of shark movies and I saw this and it was like safe from a shark attack stalker. And I and then I had that thought in my head. I'm like, there's no way in hell this movie doesn't end with her feeding that stalker to the shark. Like there's no <laughs> way that's not how this ends. And I won't spoil it, but I I got my answer. <laughs> oh my okay, see. This is that's another one I have not seen, and I'm adding this one to the list too. See, look at that. So so glad to be giving this recommendation. It is, and again, like with Lifetime movies, you do have to kind of give yourself over to the the bananas logic yeah. of all of them. <laughs> I definitely see that, but okay, Jesus, I never thought that. So started off shark attack, and then a stalker, and okay, I'm for it though. <laughs> so my next one I'm going to pick I have another kind of early 2000s one um, Inside 2006 it's available on Prime Video so um, I know there's a French movie with the same title that came out a year later but it, this one is nothing like this one at all so this one is about a boy who has a really weird hobby he likes to follow people he likes to follow strangers for some reason uh, and then one night he gets caught you know, he was following around this couple. He's just intrigued by them. And, you know, instead of them calling the police, they invite him in their home. And, you know, because he looks like their dead son and they just trap him. And then so it kind of becomes like misery-ish, but it's not as intense as misery. But there is some um, like cult stuff that's going on. Now, we'll say this. If you're like claustrophobic, maybe just just know that like... What I found insane is that the boy, the main character from the start, he's just weird. He's very odd. And it's just like, you know, where's he doesn't have any friends, no one who cares. But then he meets this girl. I guess she moves in the area um, and her name is slipping my mind. But she plays uh, Blair and Gossip Girl. Yeah, I would say this is the Leighton Meester movie. Yeah. And so, which, you know, I like her. And I think that's why I watched it around the time. You know, she was in a lot of... um. She's in a couple of Lifetime movies, too, and a lot of indie horror movies, which is really cool. But, yeah, um, she ends up the only one noticing that this boy is missing. Nobody else in the whole entire town realizes <laughs> that there's something going on. And why don't you guys check that weird couple's home? So, but, yeah, and then it has, like, a really cool ending. And, again, there's, like, something that's, like, cult-related that happens at the end. But I really dug very nice. Yeah. I think Nicholas De Acosto mm -hmm. is also in this movie, and people would know him as he's like the final boy, sort of, in Final Destination yeah. 5, uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, he's also in like Election, which is one of my favorite movies that's of all time, time. But that's not a horror yeah. movie. It's just a great movie. <laughs> oh, wait, he's the one that he, uh, wasn't he in the car holding up the sign when um, the teacher, like, he drove by and he realized what he, yes. okay, that's what <laughs> <laughs> he spits on uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> okay, yeah. He has that same expression in this movie pretty much the whole time. <laughs> uh, incredible. There's just, there's so much. To, that's the thing. We are giving people an expansive, just feast of riches. We are. Different genres, different people. And I am glad that you chose that one because it does also, we get to say like, you know, Leighton Meester's in this. Like mm -hmm. they they get legitimate actors yes. in Lifetime movies all the time. This is like kind of a sidebar, not really, but people often confuse Lifetime and Hallmark, mm -hmm. which is like 
one of my soapboxy things. They're not the same Thank you. at all in the slightest. Like Hallmark, there is definitely like way more of an evangelical tinge mm-hmm. to it. Things are a lot more saccharine and sweet. <laughs> like, yes, Lifetime does also have their like Christmas movies, mm-hmm. but that's not their bread and butter. Right. Lifetime's bread and butter is weirdo stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always this mom and her daughter, they move to this new town and you know, oh, this is going to be a great start for us, honey. And then obviously it's not because there's a stalker. And then there's always this line, too, where the person's like, what are you doing? And then <laughs> something I should have done a long time ago. And then it always. Ends. Oh, man, there's so always. many. But good point, yeah. especially with, with Hallmark. You are absolutely right. I do feel like people confuse the two or put them in the same category. Definitely. And it's solely because of like the Christmas offerings, which like I get, I understand. But Lifetime does that like one month of year. Mm -hmm. Hallmark does that year round. When it's not Christmas, Lifetime is like, what weird true crime exploitive trash can (laughs) we do this month? I would love to be in their writer's room just to see like the process. Right. You know, how do you decide? Like, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like it would be a good time. It's one of my like secret goals is I want to write a oh lifetime. Oh my god, movie. me too. It really is. Oh my god. Like I had this situation with uh this is a this is a sidebar, but we're fine. So um one of my uncles, he remarried, right? And I'm mm-hmm. you know, we were getting to know the woman and we like loved our aunt, you know, sadly she passed away and he remarried. So anyway, point is you know, sometimes when you get to know people and you just make things up in your head, right? So I just had this thought where it was just like, you know, what if what if I met her, everything was fine. And then, you know, I was telling my uncle like, hey, well, you know, congratulations. But always in Lifetime movies, right? The aunt is usually like the bad guy. And I'm just going to be the first to get the axe because I'm the one that warns my uncle like, hey, just be mindful, be careful. So I just had this thought that what if I just went home, even though I left their home, and she was just back at my house. Like, can you imagine, like, just waiting for me? Jesus, that would be hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a little bit hurtful. Yeah, like, it's just shocking. <laughs> but okay, we can continue on. All right, so my 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 last big suggestion, this is from 2018, that's available on Hulu. This one is one of the true crimey horror movies that sort of walks the line between, like, is this super ethical, like, we're turning an actual event into a horror movie that can get into some dicey territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is called The Girl in the Bunker. And the reason I wanted to highlight it is because uh, Henry Thomas, who we all know from E.T. fame Mm -hmm. and as one of the prominent figures in Mike Flanagan's Flanniverse, he plays the villain. Mm -hmm. And he is Vincent Filiao, who is a guy who genuinely, like in real life, he kidnapped a girl and kept her in an underground bunker for 10 days. And Henry Thomas's performance in this movie is masterful yeah he is so scary and at the same time like it's like it's not that the movie is like wanting you to be empathetic towards this character because he's clearly a bad guy Mm -hmm. but it does want you to understand this person is deeply unwell and also like being able to see the human monster as also human because this is how people get away with this Mm -hmm. sort of thing is that we as a culture 
love to just be like, oh, well, this person's a monster. This person's terrible. And when you do that, when you strip somebody of their humanity, you also like almost make it an excuse for them Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, they can't help it. They're a monster. And this is like, no, this is a human. Here's how he got here. And here's why this is not okay. And like why we can't get sucked into, you know, making excuses for this person. But his performance is unbelievable. It is one of my favorite like unsung villainous characters. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's in a Lifetime movie. Most people haven't seen it. I recently did watch this one as well. And I agree with you that Henry Thomas, like his performance is incredible. And like it has one of those... um, I don't want to say it's it's not a feel good movie because obviously based mm-hmm. on the title you already know that you're going to be on a wild ride. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just it's one of those performances where it just like it kind of took my breath away. Mm-hmm. And it's like god, he's good. Like oh, he's so good. And it's helpful because I think most people think that because he does so much work with Mike Flanagan, like, oh, that's all he does mm-hmm. is just Mike Flanagan work. And it's not true. Like, he does other stuff, and he he's great. Like, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> like, I love his range. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. So, for my final pick, I'm going to go with Christy from 2014. Oh, so good. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. A lot of people, they don't know that this is a Lifetime movie, but it did. Mm-hmm. It like was on Lifetime channel. So um, this one is full of action and suspense. And I love Haley Bennett. Um, she stars as this young college student who's alone on campus um, for the Thanksgiving break. And then she's targeted by a group of, I don't even know what to call them. It's it's not so much of that. They're serial killers. They're occultists. We don't really know. They never really dive too much into what mm-hmm. they are. And I, I like that. But just my point is, is that they, they want her dead. Um, and I love the fact that now we're getting more Thanksgiving themed horror movies. Um, but around this time, uh, when the movie came out, we didn't really have too many. It, it was, it was like a while, you know, like I know I'll find myself mm-hmm. always watching like the horror blood rage from 1987 and quoting that, you know, but it's, it wasn't a very serious tone movie, but this one really is. And if you're someone who enjoys like, uh, like cat and mouse type of, you know, movie, uh, I feel like this one is the one for you. And again, surprising, it is a Lifetime movie. Yeah, like this movie, when it came out, ended up on a lot of people's like best of year list because, you know, it came out when streaming was like the the lines have been blurred because of streaming mm-hmm. where people don't always know the network of origin or the distributor of origin. Like so many people be like, oh, I love this movie. It's that Netflix movie. And it's like, that's not a Netflix movie. Netflix just got right. the movie. They acquired the movie. Um, So this is one you're totally right. People never remember that it got its start on Lifetime. And it just goes to show, like, that's the quality right? that they're putting out that people are sleeping on. Mm-hmm. Well said. Okay, do you have... Well, before we do extras, could you uh, give us, like, a recap on your list? Sure. So my recap is Mother May I Sleep With Danger, uh, both 1996 and uh, the remake in 2016. The original is on Tubi. Uh, that is our, you know, <laughs> falling in love with a murderer <laughs> movie with Tori Spelling. Uh, Stalker's Prey from 2017, which is on the Lifetime Movie Network, and Tubi, part of a trilogy. It's Sharksploitation Stalker movie. <laughs> and Girl in the Bunker from 2018, which is on Hulu, where you've got a great performance by Henry Thomas being a big old creep. <laughs> So I have uh, From Within, 
uh, from 2007, and that's available on YouTube. And then I have Inside from 2006, that's on Prime Video. And Christy from 2014, that one is actually available on Tubi. So do you have any bonuses that, and then I'll ask you the question afterwards, do you have any bonuses that almost made your list? So the one that almost made my list but didn't because it is definitely not a horror movie <laughs> in the slightest, but it is my favorite Lifetime movie of all time, which is She's Too Young, oh, yeah. which is Marsha Gay Harden playing a great role, uh, just incredible, incredible film about an entire high school that all gets syphilis, <laughs> which is a horror story yeah. in and of itself, but that movie rules. And if you want to know like my heart of Lifetime campy nonsense – it's that, but yeah, Marsha Gay Harden, yeah. who is a horror icon, like just being a concerned mom, mm-hmm. great. Oh man, no notes. I love that movie as well, which I think we we spoke about that. It's just the music. It's just everything about it. I feel is so unhinged. And this was my first time seeing the character um, from Degrassi. She's in it, Miriam McDonald, who plays. Emma. Oh my gosh, yeah, she's so great. She's incredible. That was my first time seeing her kind of as a mean, well, she wasn't really mean, but she was a very just do what she wants type of girl. And was just like, what? That's not Emma, you know, from, from Degrassi. Uh-huh. And so, which is, <laughs> it was really cool to see her take on the role um, like that. But I agree with you. It's, it's not a horror, but it's kind of a horror because the whole school Yes, like the whole, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say the whole school gets syphilis and it has some really great lines in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> they're giving out the vaccines for uh for syphilis and the the kid that they they identify as like being responsible for spreading syphilis to the whole school is like you better stick them all because i did <laughs> incredible poetry yeah. poetry yeah okay that that one's good um i have two bonuses that almost um made the list well technically three but the first one is uh face of evil it's Okay, you seen that one? <laughs> oh yeah, I nodded my head. I forgot that this is an audio <laughs> know, medium, but I was nodding my head. Yeah, so just about a, a girl who just—I don't know—they don't really give a backstory, but she just she's with one guy. She decides to rob him and leave, and she pretty much kills this girl in the bathroom um, at an airport, stuffs her body in her suitcase, and then goes to school pretending to be her. Then she gets her roommate and she, the roommate, she, she goes after her roommate's dad because he's rich and he has a ponytail and he just lives in this beautiful home. And then, yeah, she targets him and then somehow she moves in. She starts having a relationship with the dad, but she just keeps on, you know, trying to kill people and do these crazy things. And the daughter's like, you know, she's really trying to get her dad to see, like open up his eyes. So there's that one. Then another one, Almost Dead, starring uh, Shannon Dorothy, where basically uh, she, her mother died and they didn't, they never really had like a great relationship. And uh, now all of a sudden she keeps on seeing her mom in different places. And her mom is like, her skin is peeling, she's decaying. And it's just like, okay, she feels like she's losing her mind. So that's that one. And then there's like a fun little twist with that one. And then just the last one was Devil's Diary. Um, Mariel McDonald, she's in that one as well. Uh, with these two girls playing in a cemetery and they find like a book and it just so happens to be a cursed book and if you write down something it comes true so they start targeting the bullies at their high school 
So it's pretty terrible what happens to uh, Mary McDonald's character, but she lives. So that's not really too much of a spoiler. Nice. Yeah. All right. We've got ghosts. We've got body horror. We've got serial killers. We've got stalkers. We've got sharks. <laughs> we got some for everybody. We have. We definitely do. I'm just still so surprised with that movie with the shark and the stalker. Like, I never knew. <laughs> and there's three of them. That is insane. <laughs> And you know you're you're absolutely right. They do a lot of like trilogies. It seems to be like their mm-hmm. thing. Like I fell down a rabbit hole of stalked by my doctor and I never looked back. Like I love <laughs> I love Eric Roberts. He just plays this first he seems like a normal man. He saved this girl's life, teenage girl who was in an accident with her boyfriend because he was texting. And then some next thing you know, he breaks into her home. Like, and the only person who knows that there's something off is her mom. Like, even the dad, the dad is oblivious. Like, you're not gonna question why that doctor is at your home. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> All right. So now it's time for the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So BJ is actually going to fill us in on, you know, what's going on. Sure. So uh, the day that we're recording this, we are in Geeked Week for uh, Netflix. And today is Stranger Things Day. And, you know, obviously with the strikes, there's not a lot of updates on the final season of Stranger Things. But they did provide an update on the prequel stage play that is playing in London. And it is called Stranger Things, The First Shadow. Um, It is going to premiere in London's West End later on in November. Um, It is a prequel story. It is revolving around the younger versions of many of the characters, uh, but primarily Henry Creel um, and telling his origins before he became number one. Um, They released a trailer that is available online. um, And if you are in London and you want to see it, definitely get your tickets because last i checked this is already sold out into december so they're uh they're selling tickets i think for next year already because people really want to see this and i'm really curious to see how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out i think it's interesting that it's that they're doing this prequel story as a a stage show because one would think with what a hot commodity stranger things is Mm -hmm. that this would be like a prequel netflix series but you know maybe Maybe this is their testing ground is they're going to see how people like it on stage and then they'll, you know, eventually do a prequel series, you know, outright uh, for the the platform. I see that. Okay, are you all caught up with the series? Are you so are you someone who's a fan of the series? I am. I end up watching it. I I try not to binge watch it because it's really long. But with how quickly people just like blast out spoilers on Twitter at this point, Mm -hmm. I always end up kind of cramming it over a weekend. Um, I do really like Stranger Things as a series. I have, you know, my little misgivings, as w- we all do. But um, I love these characters, and I've loved watching them, you know, expand and grow right. and, you know, turn into these, you know, fully fully-fledged human beings mm-hmm. and not just, like, kid archetypes. Right. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to wrap things up, especially now that, you know, these kids are aging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they're going to be like in their mid 20s by the mm-hmm. time this is over, which is so crazy because I, you know, I remember when the series first came out and I really loved it, you know, as well, like a lot of other people. And then it just completely like blew up. And then from there, kind of like what you said, it was just like, you know, we saw these kids, they were like tiny little humans. And now look at them. They are just mm-hmm. grown adults. They're people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, before we move on to the movie recommendations, I just wanted to let you guys know that we do have a giveaway that is going on. And um, one lucky winner, this is going to be worldwide, can win a Bloody Disgusting bundle. So the bundle features a t-shirt. It's the Bloody, Bloody, Bloody Disgusting t-shirt, as well as a Bloody Disgusting uh, enamel pin and Bloody Disgusting sticker pack. Hint, you know, Bloody Disgusting Bundle. And then a free year-long subscription to Screenbox. So if you want to win this bundle, all you have to do is just send us in a horror-related question and you'll be entered automatically and the winner will be selected randomly. And this will be at the end of November. So, you know, you can stay tuned for that. We're also going to be posting it on our socials and you can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The, sh- the number's also in our show notes or feel free to email us at bediscussingpodcast at gmail.com. So, all right, I'm going to quickly just fill us in with what movies we have coming out this week. So first up, we have It's a Wonderful Knife. I love that title. Yay! I've seen it. It's wonderful. Oh my God. I Absolutely was going to ask it. you. I was going to ask you. What did you think? I caught it at Beyond Fest, and oh, it was such a delight. Absolutely delightful. If you like Christmas horror, go see it. Awesome. So I cannot wait to see that. So this Friday on the tenth, in theaters, after saving saving her town from a psychotic killer, Winnie's life is less than wonderful. When she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe where, without her, things could be much much worse. Then we also have There's Something in the Barn. This will also be in theaters. An American family fulfills their dreams of moving back to their roots after inheriting a remote cabin in the mountains of Norway. But there's a surprise waiting for them. Um, I haven't seen the po- well, I haven't seen the movie yet, but based on the poster, I'm thinking the surprise, it's elves. You know, I'm just getting that vibe. <laughs> then we have Walden. Walden Dean is a cine- cinematographer who's finally witnessed all types of injustices in the courtroom. After discovering he has a terminal illness, repressed anger deep within his surf deep within him surfaces, taking justice into his own hands and most gruesome in the uh, excuse me, in the most and gruesome and the most gruesome ways possible. Then we also have Birth slash Rebirth. This will be available on Shudder. A single mother and a childless, childless morgue technician are bound together by, by their relationship to a little girl they have reanimated from the dead. Then we also have Screwdriver. This will be available on VOD. Taken in by a wealthy couple after a sudden divorce, an isolated woman spirals into a surreal nightmare of paranoia, paranoia and betrayal. Almost done. Then on Tuesday the 14th, we have the horror comedy, uh, Shaky Shivers. This one will be available on Blu-ray. This one's also available on Screenbox currently right now. So a girl is bitten by a mysterious creature and she wonders if she'll become a werewolf. But then with her best friend by her side, they face a throat-slashing creature in this campy adventure filled with magic and mayhem and apparently ice cream. Then we also have The Nun 2. So this one was in theaters during the summer. So just in case, it is also available on BOD, but it's now going to be available on Blu-ray and DVD. So, and finally, too, Bloody Disgusting TV is available for you to check out as well as Screenbox. So, yeah, God, that was so much. So that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week. We hope that your week has been filled with all the kinds of like best horror in the world. So, BJ, before we go, um, just want to thank you again for joining me to talk about these lifetime horror movies. 
And where can we find you? Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, at BJ Calangelo. I'm doing a lot of discussing Five Nights at Freddy's on TikTok these days. Um, And I also co-host a podcast called This Ends at Prom with my wife, Harmony, where we talk about coming-of-age stories marketed or about teen girls. And October just happened, so we did all teen girl horror. Nice. Okay, so feel free to follow us on IG and Twitter at Be Discussing Pod or drop us an email at Be Discussing Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok, Be Discussing, where you'll see my face everywhere. So yeah, grab some popcorn, cozy up to the, on the couch and watch something you love and just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody.